0: Welcome back to the Pinelands Podcast, all about the Pinelands National Reserve in southern New Jersey. Today's guest is Avet Guillermo-Magehi. Yvette is the founder of Allies in Caring, a Hamilton-based nonprofit organization providing mental health counseling and educational services to Latino, deaf, and other underserved populations. So Yvette, who, who are you?
1: So um, I'm Yvette Guillermo-Magehi and I'm the founder and director of Allies in Caring and Convivir Wellness Hub and we are a nonprofit, of 501c uh, that uh, I founded uh, in 2012 and um, this organization uh, I funded it with vision and based on my experience I'm a child of deaf parents and I was born in Mexico, came here in 2004, and um, the intention of this organization has been to provide services uh, for people that normally don't have access and also uh, that are misunderstood Uh, people who are uh, living with disabilities, or living in poverty, uh, or who have immigrated from the countries, people who are struggling, struggling with mental illness. So all of those who are misunderstood, or just perceived not by uh, for their gifts, but only for their deficiencies. So my vision, and this is from growing up with deaf parents and deaf, deaf siblings. Uh, my direct experience of deaf people has always been that the. The people are uh, full of gifts and talents and they have so much to contribute. And my experience is that people did not see that. They, we all get stuck sometimes with what the difference and what's missing and and the, the deficiencies of others. And uh, I was thankful that I was trying to look for what's right with people, I guess, by my parents. And, uh, <laughs> and so based on that, I um, and, and so and also from coming from Mexico and as an immigrant, also uh, seeing how people perceive uh, uh, immigrants or people living in poverty as if they are um the, the pride of the pride of resources or, uh, or and just needy right and and uh, for me it has been important and and i think when we do that my experience is that it damages both the community and the, and the person and so that uh, as a community we miss the opportunity of really um Learning from everyone and, and and using the assets that everyone has, and for the person that is perceived only by their disabilities or uh, deficiencies, uh, that person also doesn't get to fully develop with all the potential. So the um, the mission of this organization and is so the, the our logo is a lotus flower with two hands, and uh, so I personally I love. Uh, gardening and i have, um i've observed that plants uh whatever plant can grow if you put it in the right if you give it the right conditions and so I feel that's similar with human beings that like i, I remember being um as a child uh, we we had like a factory that a Kodak that was close to home and I uh, learned that people um, had to learn how to work in the darkness because it was before like the new technology but they because they they had to uh, work in the darkness for the films Mm -hmm. Uh, and I thought why they are not hiring blind people and then I, I ask. I happened a friend of my, a fam, my family worked that coded, and I asked why are you not hiring deaf people and the, like blind people? And they said because um, we don't know how to work with blind people. It would be too complicated. Easier to train a uh, single pe- person how to work in the darkness. That, figuring out how to work with a blind person. And then I had another, um, I learned from another uncle that was working in the airport and and, and other people that they, they, they had to go to see the doctor because working at the airport will damage their hearing. With the noise, and I thought this would be perfect for a deaf person. <laughs> Why don't we think of having a deaf person rather than going through all the trouble? So I realized so what I, again and again I noticed that the world was not prepared to work with differences, and people just tend to look for similar people that they already are. Fam- we are familiar, and we know how to work with them, and we don't make room for the for those who are different, and so. Uh, my vision has been uh, coming back to the idea of this lotus flower uh, is that uh, how do we, what do we need as human beings to flourish and uh, uh, regardless of our disabilities and conditions and trauma that we might have experienced? What do we need? And it's, this is uh, based on research, but also uh, I think common sense and personal experience. We uh, all need uh, like, meaningful connections or supports. And so like this idea of having someone that supports uh, you as children. We know that the connections matter. And then in um, and, and these conditions where you are helped to see yourself through your strength uh, and like discover your strengths, discover uh, where you can uh, actually uh, be a good fit. And so, where you can actually contribute. And so, the purpose of this organization is uh, has not is we we do uh, like seventy percent of the work that we do is provide mental health services, counseling, therapy, and we do intensive for people who are um, at a high risk. Uh, but we also and we also do like just for people that want to learn and, sell and develop uh, themselves, but. Um, our work is not only in, on, on healing, and, uh, but it's very much on helping people this, uh, develop their skills, develop themselves as full fully human beings. And when I speak about skills, uh, so there are some skills that are not developed at school or like that uh, they are not, they don't come to us naturally. Like for example, uh, emotional intelligence or emotional intelligence is something that we, uh, need to intentionally develop uh, learning how to uh, respond uh, to our sadness and and uh, to our anger and use those feelings as uh, ways to learn about ourselves, about our needs, uh, our, our anger as, uh, use our anger as a way to identify uh, the boundaries that we need to set. Uh, or what we are missing that we need to get the energy to go and get it. No? So, so all the feelings are sources of information, the energy that we need. And so that's something that, that's a skill, that's something that we need to develop. So the purpose of the center is to help people develop uh, skills uh, so that we are, we le- we manage, we learn how to navigate our world. that's a beautiful goal yes i think so (laughs) yeah yes
0: (laughs) so you recently received for your organization a grant from the state of new jersey the department of disability services that's called an inclusive healthy communities grant so it's the Mm -hmm. inclusive healthy communities grant program and and what was and what is involved in your work as as part of that grant
1: Okay, This grant is very exciting for me because most of the responsibility for the well-being and uh, functioning of deaf and hard of hearing individuals is pay- placed on the individual. So uh, from the medical model perspective, if a person is deaf, uh, then uh, a way to help this person is to uh, have them go through speech therapy, and hearing aids or cochlear implant, Is uh, help this person become Close more closely uh, a hearing like a hearing person, and fix this person right, uh, which many uh, has many uh, consequences or the cost uh, cost for the individual. Uh, what this grant is recognizing and this other perspective is that it um, is a system. Also, uh, we can also share that um, responsibility or work. Uh, for learning to function together as a community. And from my personal experience, I um, so my parents are deaf and, and my siblings. So what I heard, heard from my parents is that uh, many times they said, our problem is not being deaf. Our problem is the isolation that deafness ca- causes because of uh, the communication, because the dominant communication way is by speaking, right? But if everybody's signed, uh, then it would be a perfect world for, the, for, for deaf people. Uh, and, and I do um, see now, for example, families that uh, the, the parents and siblings and uh, cousins and larger neighbors Make a commitment to learn sign language, and it makes life so much easier for the child, because everybody can communicate, and everybody develops a, a new skill. So it's fun for everybody, and then this this kid has a lot of supports rather than putting the uh, all the the burden of navigating life on the child. But you have to uh, learn how to speak and understand and lip read and and adapt and adjust. Or we share it as a community. And so this grant is kind of an invitation that we can be that kind of community that is generous enough, so that we all share the, that burden, and, and and we grow by doing that. And so that's what the, the what that's how I see this grant is inviting. It's about inviting members of the community to open up our heart and our minds and to think that it is possible to include others. And in the way, as we try to include others, develop uh, other skills and, and grow.
0: That sounds like a really beautiful concept, you know, instead of people having to be in, in relative isolation in their communities that try to broaden and connect. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you, you have an ongoing program with, with connectors in the Hispanic community. Yes.
1: Yes. So I want to say a little bit more about this other program. So what we um, identified is that uh, social capital, social social relationships can really make a difference in the well-being of uh, of a community and individuals uh, just in many ways. So when we are struggling, uh, we, we have a, a friend or a body to navigate life with. Uh, th- these friendships are a source of so much, so many resources. So if you have a friend, the friend can share information that you otherwise would not have. You can just having someone to talk things out, it relieves uh, some stress uh and so uh, also you can share your commute you can add uh, the friendships also when you're having difficulty changing habits but you have a friend that is doing it like so just having that uh, is contagious like we sharing with someone and this is there's a lot of research about it like how how just sharing with someone makes it much easier to change a habit uh, and so it's they. Uh, Connections are a source. It's very potent. So I, I sometimes think, why are we invading so, investing so much on uh, advertisement, and, but we don't invest in, in relationships that could uh, have a high impact? So uh, that, what we decided with our uh, other coalition is that we want to invest on relationships, and that's what. And we hire connectors, and the connectors are the. Uh, Members of the Latino community who are bilingual, bicultural, and um, who ha- who have that role of making that connection that provides relief, provides uh, encouragement to the person, uh, uh, shares information, um, and uh, also through doing things together, supports the ch- possibility of changing behaviors. Um, and with the deaf community, yes, we are planning to do the same. We, another thing that we know is for, when we started with the other uh, community, the Hamilton Health Coalition, uh, we recognize that Hamilton has many resources, like the library, it has the bicycling club, bicycling club, it has the community garden, uh, the green committee, like many opportunities for people to participate and, 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 um, and support their well-being, but Latinos don't participate. And the reason that we found is because they are afraid that they won't be uh, welcome, or because there are communication barriers, or because they don't get uh, the information of what's happening in town. And so, what we realize is that these connectors could be the link for them. And so, uh, the connectors. Provided interpretation services and um, the to show up at the event, and then the person knows I one of my bodies is going to be there. So I'm safe <laughs> if somebody is not welcoming, but he will be welcoming me, and I will feel okay just having one person that is there. So that's the same concept with deaf people. We want them to take advantage of the resources that are already available and are, actually are underutilized and and so we like for example, I have a story very interesting story of a transportation company the shadow that exists here in Hamilton that was about to lose their funding because it was being underutilized and then we said, well but Latinos need the transportation why don't you like why don't we work together to create routes? that are the ones that the Latinos uh, use, like the places where they go shopping and the doctors that they visit. For example, they go visit the South Jersey Family Medical Services and they go shop also to the Mexican and Latino stores. What if you help take them to those places and and to the park where they actually need to go and and translate the information into Spanish and and use us to distribute the information. And we made it happen so they, they kept their funding And we have services for Latinos. And the same uh, with the library. Um, The library is also struggling because not many people are showing up. And Latinos need places where they can use computers and do homework because some families live in crowded places. So they need space. And for me, growing up, discovering the library in Mexico was like, oh, such a gift because I needed a a place where I could be in silence. And 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 then I I was so uh, overjoyed when I discovered that there were libraries, the place that you can that and nobody's talking about making noises, and and you can just read and write. So so some so these resources are already in the communities, and it's just a matter of making helping people access them and and discover them.
0: That's really great. <laughs> um, yeah. And
1: actually, there's another is like um, the resources are for people like with finance preservation alliance because many people did not know that there are beautiful rivers and, and places that are free to them, and and they some people never take a, a like time vacation it's just because they don't know where to go. And we have been bringing some of these uh, latino families and also deaf people to um the Pinelands and and just to discover that's a, a beautiful way to spend your day to uh, to relax and to support your um to recharge and heal so mm-hmm.
0: and you know it 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 just strikes me that whenever you have a new mm-hmm. influx of people. You get a new energy for that space too, more than just financial, which is important uh, to keep funding. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. But like you said, you now you change the route to make that transportation more useful. They they just didn't know where to go. They uh-huh. didn't know how to arrange the route. And the the library, I'm sure, is is changing and growing and adapting in response to a new influx of of visitors. Yeah.
1: So that that's what we are working with because I think that. Um, so not everybody has the will that's a reality and um, i so w- the way that i'm learning to see this is differences are challenging it's it's kind of really stepping out of our son- uh, comfort zone to to have to deal with someone that doesn't speak your language that behaves differently and and so it requires like really stretching and, and not everybody's ready. So that's kind of a step that we, uh, that we are working with others who are, uh, for some, it's very uh, turbulent or this, uh, disturbing to uh, this person. Why are they making these noises? Like for deaf people, right? <laughs> they are so weird or something like that. And, and then there's something that needs to happen to, uh, to adjust to that difference and to open your mind and open your heart so that you can have the will to then. So I think uh, I, I see that our process is is to really help people open mind, open heart, and the will then comes to to then say, okay, we. Uh, so I I wouldn't say that we are there with some organizations, <laughs> like we are. It's a work in progress. Uh huh.
0: Be- because I'm so interested, also in public lands, like you said, uh, yes. people visiting the rivers and the uh-huh, lakes. Yeah. I I find that especially gratifying because what 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 pains me personally is when I see these places underutilized mm-hmm. just like the transportation uh yeah. system the 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 bus that didn't have anyone riding yeah. it that that's painful to me when I uh-huh. see a public space that's meant for people to come and enjoy yeah. uh-huh. and not really being used to its to its its yeah. maximum uh-huh. and what what you're working on I think is so beautiful because you know it's not like you're just focused on one group but i think it seems like your 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 it's the bringing together that creates that special experience and what you're saying is uh-huh. that can be challenging but from that challenging yeah. point then growth could occur on all on exactly, all sides
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah i also have the same concern especially um with all the missed opportunities, uh, uh, speaking of the land, because we have, uh, I just I've been talking this summer to families that have been isolated uh, during COVID, uh, living in crowded homes, not being able to go places. And I I, I feel so privileged that I can go uh, and that I have I have not felt that isolated because I can go walk and I even the company of the trees and, and, and the sounds of the birds. And, and so... And um, I know that the people don't go because they don't know, even people that are so like 10 minutes from here, but they don't know. And because there's no transportation available to go back and forth, which I think this is important to address. Like, how do we make it more? But, and at the same time, I I sometimes hesitate because when I think, oh, but I don't want the land to be polluted, and people then will start leaving their trash and things like that. I am imagine other people would think the same. Uh, and so, but even that, uh, I, and I'm mentioning this because I'm imagining the same, like in the library, some comments that we hear, like, okay, so we have to deal with people that don't know how to navigate in a library and they start speaking loud and they don't understand that they are not supposed to do that. And, and so that's learning, right? That if you had, your parents never went to the library, you don't know that that's what happens in a library that you are not supposed to speak loudly, right? So, but that's learned that we are assuming that it's, it's common sense. It's not common sense, uh, and so uh, for for many, it's not common sense. They have never been in an em- environment like that. So, uh, so that's what well, I'm thinking. Yeah, we 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 need to then get, be willing to know that it's going to be chaotic at the beginning, and and it's going to take a it's going to be turbulent and chaotic, and then we'll get there. And that that's okay. And yeah. And that's that, okay. Especially we do it in, uh, um, I, I, I'm, I'm learning about this, the importance of design, that uh, you do need, when you design a change, you need to plan and like, think about all the possible scenarios. And it's possible then to plan that, that, that things are not going to go perfectly right. Some people will come and uh, destroy the, the land, intentionally or unintentionally, will, and leave trash, and and they will, know. and so. But then in that design, we will have to think. Okay, how do we then, uh, as we invite them to come, we include that there's going to be a training, a welcoming about, uh, so that they will, uh, be helped to uh, step into the land with a certain attitude that will help us protect the land.
0: So on on that topic you put together a picnic recently for for the yeah. deaf community at at Hamilton Lake. Why did you why did you choose to do that?
1: The people that came many said they had not been in, in social gatherings so, since like for 18 months. So for for many of them it was like wow, we get to be outside with others. This some of them were saying it's weird to be with people, right? After you have you have, you have something and you has to adapt. I did feel overwhelmed at that day like it was wow, it's like like too much to take in. People are <laughs> like when you are with too, like with people again, like many. Yeah, a lot, yes. a lot of uh, yeah, information. Yes, stimulus. exactly. Yeah, yeah. so I, I getting adjusted to that. But I wanted so we wanted to do it, uh, so to create an opportunity to still support like social interaction. Um, it, we it, like offering the opportunity to kayak and, and being in nature was very attractive for people. Yeah.
0: was that a main draw being able to get out many LA? people
1: say they came uh, because of the kayaking you know, otherwise they wouldn't have come <laughs> so so yeah for many there was uh, an attraction we and, but uh, the purpose of that event was that we wanted to have conversations with people and, and we uh, uh, um, used the uh, World Cafe format that I've learned from uh, there's a community like a worldwide uh, um group of people that are learning how to have meaningful conversations because we believe that uh, having meaningful conversations can contribute to changing the world. <laughs> so, so the three questions that we use, that we ask people to answer, were um, what is it that you uh, find that is working already, that is great about being a member of this community, this deaf community, what is already good, what are the gifts that exist already? And um, so this is a shift also, I want to say we are using another model that is called a community asset space development and uh, no, that asset space community development. And so it, this is a shift from focusing on what's wrong and what are the needs and the problems of this community that we need to fix. So we are intentionally not going there. We are saying what we can do much more if we look at what are the assets and resources and dreams that people have. And we use that energy and those uh, uh, to create something together. So that was the intention. So the first question is, what are the assets that already exist here? And it was amazing to discover, like we had artists and people that, um uh, I don't know like uh, people that are already ex- experts in marketing and, and uh, uh, public relations that are doing that kind of work uh, that we can draw on that for like the whatever we want to advance uh, people educators uh, uh even just uh, talents that because some people struggle to say like, i'm like i've not been working for so long i don't know what i can offer but we insist on saying no, like just tell me like well, how do you manage to survive every day or what the, what helps you get through difficult times and and somebody will say well i am very good at cleaning great cleaning is organizing is wonderful i actually need someone <laughs> <laughs> so, so these just simple things that we discover, but also when when we ask for those questions, it, it really lifts us up. That, to know that that there's something we can contribute and that we can be of service to to our others too, and that we have a talent. It's much better than when we are just thinking about what's wrong with me and my problems. So we want to shift that helping people that look at what's right, what's working, and what that, so that you can build from there and so people shared that and then the second question that we asked was what are the what are the dreams that you have uh, for the for yourself for the community and and then um, we also discovered a uh, well uh, one thing that happened for me is that at that meeting there was a family like one person that was deaf came with her husband and her children and and the uncles and the cousins everybody wanted to support her and uh, at the beginning was like, wow! Like she said, she brought 20, 20 people with her, <laughs> and uh, she but she was the only uh, deaf. She's the only deaf person, and everyone that she brought uh, friends, neighbors, uh, relatives, everybody knew sign language, knows sign language, and I was impressed. How did that happen? That everybody chose to, uh, and and because in in the case of my family. No one, like my grandparents did not sign, my uncles. So we were very isolated. And it made life very difficult because we were, the children were the interpreters for the parents in very difficult situations. Like when you are interpreting or a doctor's appointment for your mom and the doctor is saying like your mom is going to need medication because she's very depressed and you don't understand, but you have to translate those things. It's kind of scary that you are like the translator. So it, it made it very difficult for us to be, not to have a community that will, or like even my my relatives, sisters or brothers of my parents that could have helped. So Uh, And I think they they didn't think, uh, because the vision, the medical model, put all the responsibility on, let's change this kid. Let's put, like, hearing hearing aids and, and speech therapy and help this kid, like, so rather than telling the parents, let's all learn sign language, let's all like learn how to navigate. So that's so when I, when I, this is what I learned at this event, that, okay, it is possible, and they did manage it. So that was one of the things with the second question of the dreams that we expressed, or some people expressed, I want that for more of that. I want more people in the community to learn sign language. I want more people in the community to be informed and to see that deaf people can do anything if you provide the supports and resources. Um, and so, and people spoke about wanting more support for like start, they, they, they wish they could start their own businesses so they could be independent. They wish there could be more access to education. So, I think we discovered like all the human needs that we all have, deaf people have them. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so, the dreams are the dreams that all of us have. So, after that second question, the third question was about exploring what can we do next with what we have. So, and I, I, I think it was, uh, Roosevelt, um, Franklin Roosevelt, that that mentioned it, that has this saying that do what you can with what you have wherever you are, and so that's I like that and to just so what is it that we can do with what we have and and whoever we have right here. And this moment, where where can we start rather than waiting for government to change? Because that's sometimes we go to those places when the government and when there's a new law and when and then nothing happens. So instead, we want to say whatever with whatever we have now and whoever is here right now, what is it that we can make together? And so we looked at the ingredients that we have and the ingredients that we have at this moment is that we have people in the community that have the passion they want to change. Uh, and then uh, we have identified some people that are willing to be connectors and be help others navigate. We identify people that have uh, connections or areas of expertise in, um, in like employment, helping people find employment, other people that have expertise in uh, domestic violence uh, that is happening a lot in that deaf community like abuse um other people that have expertise in education that can be a resource for uh, for each other and us we are a resource for mental health so we are then working together to see okay what so uh, given what we have right now what uh, and then somebody that, that has um uh, connections with the um, uh, legal uh support so with what we have uh, we are working, that's our next step. What, what is the next step that we can take? And um, so we will, that will be, that's what we decided also that one step, very important step is to educate uh, deaf people, then educate the hearing world about the gifts and talents of deaf people. So that more, more people will be interested and we will teach sign language. So those are two steps. And and today uh, we are having a movie, the coda movie that is, it shows, it shows the life of a deaf family uh, with a hearing daughter. And um, so the idea of the movie is also inviting people to start thinking about deaf people and their gifts.
0: That sounds really <laughs> yeah. valuable. And you're doing yeah. that that here at the Center. Yes,
1: today, yeah. That's what they are doing.
0: So... If, if I could try to sum it up. So what it's, it's to me, what it sounds like you're working on is how to integrate what have been traditionally socially isolated parts of our society into into an integrated community uh-huh. in order to both benefit those individual groups and the community at whole. Because we don't know because because we've lived in this, you know, really segregation. We, you know, we don't all know what each other's strengths are, how we could be Uh valuable to each other, how we can benefit and learn from each other and and do more Uh with, with everyone together instead of in these separate little worlds, isolated world.
1: One reason why we are segregated, I think, is because it's more comfortable for our brains and beings to just be with what is familiar. Uh, and then stepping out of our comfort zone, is um, we are we don't have the skills, and so that to make inclusion possible, we also have to uh, uh, develop some skills and help the community develop skills. And the the first um, like a skill that the, the first that we are attempting with the movie and this gathering is. Uh, it just creating first is creating those spaces because then the mind gets used to that. Um, I, I yeah, I remember when I came here to the United States and I I've, I, well, I, I came to Washington DC and I have never seen people with of some so many different races uh, being in Mexico and it, I have a very clearly process for me of like my brain, my mind and my eyes getting used to, Differences, but it just felt so. Um, I did it just like I thought. I, I'm in a different planet. <laughs> I stepped into a different planet. This is not what I've seen my whole life because I came here in my 30s. so I hadn't seen this my whole life. And just people like me, and then suddenly I, in Washington DC it's very diverse. So I was seeing like people so different, and my eyes had to adjust and and be curious about the differences. That's
0: funny. You now, do you say that? I've had a similar experience, but kind of opposite. In in Germany, I was like, "Wow, this is the whitest place I've ever been." <laughs> yeah. So it's funny, yeah. Things like we're just not used to, and it can be a little bit of a shock. Like, okay, this is, this is different. <laughs> um. So, where do you go? Where do you go next with well, specifically with with your grant program for the deaf community? Do you have a next step after after this gathering tonight?
1: Yes, we. So this is um, Deaf Awareness Celebration Month. So on, on uh, September 30th, we have another gathering. Uh, so we are going to have representatives from the Division of Deaf and Hard of Hearing and uh, from the Department of uh, Disabilities, Division of Disabilities, and we had like the president of the National Deaf Association. I mean, so the idea, is, uh, um, so we will have this garden, and we will have a magician who does a show with like his deaf, and so it. So we will continue to kind of show that deaf people have all these wonderful skills, and deaf people are like normal people, <laughs> and, um, and having it, it, so in, internally we are just. This is a. Um, uh, 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 we are in the process of creating our own coalition and uh, we created our mission, our vision, our norms, our structure. So, uh, 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 and this is also very important because I'm very, um, it's, it's, I think it's very important. Uh, normally, sometimes change has been uh, introduced by those who are not necessarily like deaf, deaf people that understand the needs. So we are really uh, our intention is to completely let the, the deaf people, uh, uh, or hard of hearing people, and, and, and some like me that are child of deaf parents that are that, that know that they, the experience of being deaf uh, be the ones who make decisions rather than others. So uh, we're, this takes a lot of time, right? Like finding leaders that are deaf creating um, the structure that supports uh, having interpreters. So we are are working on the internal structure so that this organization can be led by deaf people. Yes. (laughs) That's beautiful.
0: So how could people uh, reach out to you, get in contact, see what you're doing in this program and, and, and others?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, And I also can I f- mention another step because our, our specific uh, project, this project, is also focused on addressing the um, adverse childhood experience of uh, communication deprivation. So, I don't know if you're familiar with adverse childhood experiences, but it's uh, well, when we talk about trauma that we are becoming more sensitive to trauma. Uh, another way of understanding trauma is also understanding that uh, the adversity in our life has an impact in our uh, present. Whatever adversity we experience uh, it has an impact in our, uh, our uh, we tend to um, respond to life differently if we have uh, unresolved. Adverse experiences or, or trauma, yeah? and uh, for deaf people, eh, many grew up isolated, and and, and then uh, that has a strong. There's a, a high uh, tendency of deaf people of uh, ha- um, sh- having like mental uh, struggles or addictions, and and so you, one can only ima- imagine if you don't have anyone to speak to, if you don't understand what's happening around, if you. I uh, feel like you have a lot to offer, but you don't have the opportunities to actually um, offer your gifts. So that creates a lot of frustration. And and so our program is also, so we, one of the things that we are doing through this grant is educating uh, pe- deaf people about the impact of, uh, of um communication deprivation so that they don't blame themselves or they can then start working with themselves. So we will also provide like counseling and coaching and education for that. And, and we will provide counseling and education to families so the families then understand the importance of learning sign language and helping their child with communications and socialization needs. And so that's a specific goal. And then you ask, uh, how can people find information? Yeah, how do people connect with, okay. your, with your organization? So, uh, if, like, you can call 609-561-8400. You can go to our website, uh, that is www.allisingcaring.org. And then there is a, a page that is dedicated for deaf and hard of hearing but is D-H-O-H, is a page under our website where you can find information uh, for deaf and hard of hearing.
0: And and who is this open to, what the
1: programs uh-huh. you're doing? Uh, anyone, anyone. I know a lot of people that have no connection with deaf people, but love sign language. If you are one of those, we need to. <laughs> if you are interested, many people come to the deaf community because they deaf community, as I find in the immigrant community, those of us who have um, had our own struggles, eh, and something has been broken in us, we we also can have a makes a tenderness for others that people. Some people are looking. So, if you are one of those that have that feels like you don't quite fit, uh, other places come to us. You'll fit here. <laughs> we have like heartbroken people here too. <laughs> and so yeah, anyone, anyone who wants to uh, open. And be in relationship with others.
0: That's great. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much for for speaking with yeah. with me. and it's really interesting finding out about all that you're that you're working on. and it sounds like really critical critical yeah. work you're doing. So yeah. really appreciate you. uh, what you're doing. and thanks thanks for for talking today. Thank
1: you for your time. Yeah.